Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company. We are Pets Health is our business, and we're friends. Don't let friends feed the stinking kibble. We don't. Why? Because it could cause gas. That's just one thing it could cause. Uh, we are going to be talking about gas today. Absolutely. Why? Because Brian has written something on gas. And, you know, I love what Brian has to say. By the way, he wants me to let you know that he he he's here to educate. Not to complain, not to gripe, not to, to you know, just bemoan, kibble and everything else, he's here to educate you, okay? So we're going to get to that here in one second. Okay, so before we talk about that, I want to remind you that tonight, tonight at 6.30 p.m., we have the new Feeders webinar, all right? That's going to be with myself and homeopath and canine nutritionist Neely Piazza. We're going to do that at 6.30 Mountain Time, 6.30 Mountain Time. And uh, so come over and join us. If you don't have the link, if you're not on my email list, then just go either to um, go to the chat and ask for the link to join us because it's going to be free or email us either way. And we'll get it to you um, before it starts at 630 Mountain Time. That is tomorrow night. Okay. I mean, tonight, 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 tonight. Um, mm Mm-mm. Tomorrow night, tomorrow night. What night is this? This is Tuesday. Okay, tomorrow night. It is it on? When is it? No, it's tonight. Oh my lands! Okay, guys, it is tonight, Tuesday night, uh, six thirty p.m. We changed it a couple of times, so I apologize. Six thirty Mountain Time. Okay, let's talk about a little bit of gas. Want to? All right. So this is from Brian, who wants to educate you guys. And uh, he said this, he said, I mentioned that I have a dog struggling with gas. Okay, so gas is a symptom of digestive upset, just like diarrhea and vomiting. So this made me think of all the posts I see where a dog has some form of digestive upset. And the common question the pet parent asks is what food to switch to? Yes, I will say that is our... Most dominating question here at Raw Dog Food and Company is, you know, this, that, what do I switch to? Okay. So Brian says, when trying to figure out why one of my dogs is farting, farting, that's a, that word's kind of funny, kind of weird, kind of gross, isn't it? Farting. (laughs) But anyway, the food he is eating is not the first thing I look to change. What did you say, Brian? You're not trying to figure out how to immediately switch your dog off some type of food? 
Well, he says, let's discuss my thought process. It may help people to better understand digestive upset. Oh, thank goodness you came to the rescue when you did, Brian. Because I get this question a lot. So I want to see what you have to say. Now, Brian says this. It's the first. I have four dogs. So whenever there is a potential issue, I consider whether it affects all my dogs or just some of them. And in this case, it's just one dog. So I first look at anything different for him versus the other dogs. Good tip, good tip. And he said, this particular dog goes to work with me every day. Yes, he does, our sweet Riley. He's our dog at the warehouse. Uh, so there's a potential he's getting fed something by someone at work that I don't know about, or he's getting into the trash or picking up something from the ground outside the building. Yes, and when they eat lunch in the office, it's quite possible that a dog could get into trash. I'm just saying, but we're very careful around there. Um, so let's go on and let's see what Brian figured out about his dog farting. Sweet Riley. Okay. He said, um, now he said this particular dog, this one of his four also likes cheese. He likes the cheese. It's his favorite thing and a high value reward for him when, you know, we are doing therapy visits. So, so Brian and Riley do therapy out at the airport, uh, out at DIA, Denver airport. So you might see him and he's one of the dogs that you actually can pet. It says, pet me. <laughs> and Brian and Riley also are at uh, the McDonald's, the Ronald McDonald's house. So uh, Riley is a great dog and everybody loves him, makes him smile um, and so this is why um, he goes and does therapy. All right. So Brian decided to eliminate cheese. And he said, eliminating cheese helped as we had a few gas-free days, but the gas was soon back. Now, you may not hear it, but we sure do smell it in the office. At least that's who we blame is uh, Riley. But anyway, now the possibility exists that this dog may be reacting to something that all of his dogs are eating. And, and Brian says, I'm still not looking at the food, the raw food, okay, the blends, but I am eliminating anything I add to the food, including veggies, eggs, bone broth, goat's milk, and supplements. Then we touch a well, didn't we, Brian? All right, so we start to have more gas-free days, so we're on the right track. So Brian has eliminated all those things I just said. He hasn't decided to switch up the food. He's eliminating what he's adding to the food, okay? And then what he does is he says, I add things I took out one at a time to see if, it, if one triggers the smellies, the farties, okay? And this takes time. Oh, you said the wrong thing, Brian. You know, you know, people don't like time. They want instantaneous, snap their fingers, bewitched time. That's only for us old folks that remember bewitched. But anyway, Brian goes on to say, as it may take three or four days of consistent feeding before I know this item is or is not the culprit. If I am gas-free for four to five days, I add another removed item and I repeat the process. 
Now, we got some stinkies for this dog when the, what do you think it was, folks? Veggies, eggs, bone broth, goat's milk, or supplements were added. What's come, What's popping out in your head right now? Well, I'll tell you what it was. He said it was when the goat's milk was added. Goat's milk was added. He got some stinkies. So Brian says, I have eliminated goat's milk from this dog and the gas seems under control. I still want to go a few more weeks to be sure, Brian says. All right. Going on, he says, before I continue, I want to add another consideration for why your dog may be having the smellies, the farties, the gassies, and that's the environment. So before jumping to food, look at where and when your dog is having digestive upset. Perhaps it is caused by stress. It could even be your stress, pet parents, that is triggering your dog's stress. Are you rushing while feeding your dog? Like, you know, I know most dogs on the raw diet, it takes them about three seconds. Are you demanding that they hurry it up? You're tired of waiting. Let's get it down in one second. Come on now. Come on. You know, Brian says it seems silly, but he could be picking up that you are stressed. This is your dog. So it could be a female, which makes him or her stressed. So when he eats, he experiences upset. With Riley, Brian says he had to consider where the gas was consistent or only in certain places. The constant people coming to the office might have been stressful for him. Now, wait a minute, Brian. Are you saying when I come down on Monday that I am stressing Riley out? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I hope not. I love Rye. But maybe he was stressed by a child petting too aggressively, you know, on a therapy visit. And then Brian says, you know, I, I need to consider the environment if the gas only occurred in certain places or times. And for this dog, though, he was gassy no matter where and when, so I eliminated the environment for now. You know, Brian, I have to ask you, what happens if a little girl is petting Riley a little too aggressively and he just lets out a big stinky fart? Does she notice? Does she get up? Does she move? Is this a way to clear the room without, you know, having to say, everybody get out? Right? So this could be a good thing. Not all bad. Not all bad. Brian goes on to say, the last thing I want you to consider, want you to consider, pet parents, because he's educating you here. He wants me to make sure that I have told you that he is, you know, he's he's not being grouchy. This is not Brian's beef. Brian is here to educate. I want to get that straight in my head so I can get it straight in your head. All right. There we go. Um, the last thing Brian wants you to consider is whether the dog you believe is healthy is actually 100% healthy. Mm. Well, how would they know that, Brian? How would they know if their dog is 100% healthy? Mm? And he goes on to say this. He said, goat's milk is not something that typically causes problems for dogs. Now, while it is still considered dairy, and some dogs don't do well on dairy, it is much cleaner and lower in lactose than cow's milk. So dogs generally 
generally thrive on it. And so this makes me ask if something is going on in my dog's gut that is the real cause of the gas. Brian says, the gut microbiome is full of bacteria. Oh my gosh, Brian, did you say bacteria? People are going screaming for the hills. Not bacteria. Did you say bacteria? The gut microbiome is full of bacteria? Yes. Uh, And he goes on to say some even bad bacteria. This usually is fine, he says, as long as there is a balance between the good and bad bacteria, right? So probiotics, uh, like goat's milk, feed the bacteria in the gut. And And he wonders, he says, you know, perhaps the goat's milk is overfeeding some bacteria, causing an imbalance. This to see if my dog's gut needs to heal, he said, I will be rotating through various probiotics and see if we can bring some balance back to his gut. And Brian says, you know, I may need to do a gut biome test to see if this is working or for some help in identifying specific bacteria overgrowth. But that can be done down the road after I try a few things on my own. And 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 yes, Brian, I mean, you're going to know. The nose is going to know, right? The nose will know because he, you know, farting, you smell it. Some are silent, but deadly. And some are loud and then you can't smell them. Oh, well. Anyway, so Brian says, I hope this helps you understand that things like diarrhea and vomiting are often symptoms of something going on with the gut and not just that he does not like his food or your dog's allergic to it. Of course, you should see a vet if your pet is experiencing chronic issues. And may we, may, may, may I just jump in here and say, Dr. Judy Jacek, who is actually a raw feeding vet at ahavet.com because, you know, a lot of our traditional vets are just going to put you on some type of antibiotic and that may not be what you need. Okay, I interjected that. So Brian said, you know, if your dog is experiencing chronic issues, blood in the stool, and I would say, I'm going to add in here too, a lot of blood in the stool for many, many days or other symptoms like lethargy, or your dog is showing behaviors that are not normal for him. But he said, yeah, maybe you need to see the bed. But let's stop jumping to conclusions so quickly and consider the whole picture of what could be going on with your dog. Oh, come on, Brian. We just are going to switch in and out of the food and never figure it out. And then we're going to say, Ron, just doesn't work for my dog, no matter how many things we're adding to it. That's what people do. And then their poor dog is sentenced back to a cookies, donuts, and chemicals. Yep, that's what it is. Cookies, donuts, and chemicals. Um, Man, reading Dr. Brady's book, you just really see how bad the pet food industry is. And all the recalls that you never hear about in the kibble side because they keep that shh on the tap. We don't want people to know. And then we just come out and, you know, 
do a big marketing campaign, you know, kind of like they do with the, you know, drugs that have have really hurt people. Then they'll just come out and say, oh, it's where everybody's at a party and they're having such a good time. It's all good. It's all good. You may grow a third head and lose your left nut, but it's okay. It's all good. Okay. Because we're big pharma. All right, everybody. I hope that that helps you. Uh, if your dog has the stinkies, the smellies, the farties, okay, and you're trying to figure out what it is, and um, it does take time, it takes time, and and stress. That's one thing we never think about with our pets, right? But I do know, I do know this that this lab that we had, Sam, oh, uh, he was very sensitive to loud noises. And, you know, I adopted him at five. So I'm sure that this guy was overly vaccinated as well. But he still was like, if I, a basketball game came on and I was yelling and screaming, he was like, I'm out of here. Right. If uh, Rick and I got in a little bit of a heated discussion, he was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so I know that was stressing him out because he was trying to get away from that energy. He was like, you, you, you guys are nuts. Just give me a bone. Maybe I'll need a bone. Yeah. He was like, mm, yeah, it was crazy. But anyway, so try not to stress out your dog. Um, let's, let's, uh, uh, let's not jump to conclusions that it is the food. It may be something that you're putting in the food. It could be your environment. could be a lot of different things. Okay. So we got to do a little investigative work. But isn't that better? than just sentencing your dog to a lifetime of one protein or sentencing your dog back to the, you know, the cookies, the cakes, and the chemicals. I mean, seriously. Okay. We got lots of people here that can help you. We got Brian. We got Neely. We got Dr. Andy. We got Dr. Jasek. All these people, uh, you know, at least the majority of everybody has been feeding raw for a very long time, studying, you know, and uh, we've seen a lot of dogs. Um, everybody, you know, they love their dog and uh, f everybody's got really, really healthy dogs. So anyway, we can help you just reach out. Listen, join us tonight. I got that right. Join us tonight at 630 Mountain Time for our new feeders webinar. What are we going to cover? We're going to cover, you know, how much to feed your dog? Uh, what proteins should you be feeding? Well, just when, you know, rotating. What happens if you feed, if you sentence your dog to one protein? Um, we're going to talk about what poop should look like. We're going to talk about the detox process. We're going to talk about the too much protein myth, okay? Because that one's still out there. Um, we will answer questions that you have. And um, some of those folks have already been sending those questions in, but we want you to be able to be a more confident raw feeder. And one of the questions that we're going to answer is if I don't go to the vet, how do I take care of my pet? Okay. That's one of the questions that came up. And uh, so we've got some, we've got some good stuff for you, but we've got some basics, what kind of bones, what kind of treats, what kind of supplements. So come on over to the new feeders webinar with homeopath certified canine nutritionist, Neely Piazza and myself tonight at 630 mountain time. You want to get your dog on a species appropriate diet? No problem. We can help. Just go over and fill out that I'm overwhelmed button. It's on the contact page and uh, we'll help you. 
No worries. Get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you tonight, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.